Welcome to the Direct Farm Podcast, the go-to resource for farms across the U.S. looking to grow and manage their business. Tune in weekly to hear tips and tactics from our most successful farmers on how to increase sales, access more customers, and save time and money. We'll also speak with industry experts, business leaders, and partners to share the latest farm business trends selling direct to market. Well, welcome to the Direct Farm Podcast. I'm Richard, your host for today's episode. We have a great conversation for you today with one of our newest farm advisors, Rachel Schenk from Schenk Family Farms, located in North Carolina. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you, Richard. Excited to be here. Absolutely. I'm excited to be chatting with you today as well. So jumping right in, um, could you start by telling us about Schenk Family Farm and what you all produce today? Yeah, yeah. So we are a pasture-based livestock farm. Like you said, in North Carolina, we're in a little town called Newport. It's about half hour from the coast, uh, which is really cool. We've got the beach so close to us. Mm -hmm. um, and we raise pasture-raised chicken, pork, eggs, and also Thanksgiving turkeys. And we do partner with a local grass-fed beef farm as well until we have our, our own beef ready in a few years. Um, it's just my husband and I. Wow. So we do the majority of the farm work. We do um, have paid help for our pickup locations and our chicken butchery. And we also have volunteers that help pack orders, pack eggs, and various tasks like that. But the majority of it is my husband and I, and sometimes the kids <laughs> when they want to. <laughs> we have Daisy. She's almost two and Mason is five. Uh, I love it. <laughs> that, well, that's <laughs> now, just, you know, out of curiosity, I know a lot of farms I work with as an account manager are looking for all the hands they can get. So can you expand a little bit on some of these pickup location help and some of these volunteers and, and how you were able to get some extra hands on the farm? Yeah. So to be honest, the only help we've ever sought out was for chicken butchering, just because mm. it's very obvious we could not handle that ourselves anymore. Yeah. Um, so we we honestly just asked friends that we knew that had flexible jobs or people that we knew that were interested in homesteading, maybe wanting to learn how to butcher their own chickens. Mm -hmm. um, and and for the as far as the volunteers go, we have never sought out volunteer help. They have just reached out to us on Instagram or Facebook. And wow. just said, hey, like we just had a baby and I'm staying home, not working full time anymore. I'd love to come out one or two days a week and just help however I can. Um, so we've had at least four different people that have just randomly reached out to us. A few of them have been customers and then some of them we had never met. <laughs> um, that was really cool to see that people wanted to be a part of what we were doing. I love that. Well, that's awesome. Kind of goes to show the fingerprints you have on the community around you. Um, I love it. Yeah. So how did Schenck Family Farm come to be? Yeah, so back in uh, 2016, when my husband and I were starting to think about having a family, my husband, Joe, he just felt very strongly that he did not want to work full time away from home. He loves working on different farms growing up. His uncle had a farm, just loves being outside, hard work. Um, and we just really started to think about it. And farming would be something we could bring our kids alongside us. We could like work alongside them, meaningful time together, teaching them about animals and responsibilities and yeah, being able to push through the hard stuff together and have really rewarding work that we could look back on and be proud of. Um, so we just started with about 40 meat birds and five laying hens in our backyard. Um, we gave those away to friends and family and everyone was blown away. They said this is the best chicken and eggs we've ever had. Nice. Um, so then in the spring of 2017, we established the business. And about three years later in 2020, we went full-time farming. We were still working part-time before that. Um, but yeah. 
I love it. Well, just out of my own curiosity, how has been farming full time? We kind of got to a crossroads where we could not keep doing what we were doing, like working all the hours for the farm plus other jobs. Well, I wasn't, but my husband was. He was still doing construction. Mm -hmm. Um, So we we were kind of like, well, the farm at this point has got to sink or swim because this is not sustainable any longer. We were blown away. So it was the year that COVID happened. and, And that was honestly a blessing for us because... Our sales doubled that year. Um, oh. So that gave us the boost in sales that we needed to make that jump, to make the farm to start paying for itself. Um, so, yeah, scary, but we are very glad that we made the jump and we don't regret it at all. And we can't imagine doing anything else now. <laughs> that is awesome. And way to take that leap of faith. You know? <laughs> so um, taking a look at your branding, happy and healthy seems to be really at the core of who the shank family farm is. Um, Tell us a little bit more about that. We we really just try and mimic nature in all that we do, um, letting the animals express their natural instincts. And most of our farming methods were inspired by Joel Salatin, Polyface Farm. I think a lot of farms kind of base their production off of him and just the way he raises his animals. It's very inspiring and also family friendly. Like it's, it's a way of farming that we felt comfortable bringing our kids into um, it's not smelly. It's not stinky. Like we can let the kids hang out with the animals and yes. we don't feel like, yeah, weird about it. <laughs> um, so, so that was really important for us. Um, and that wording came about, honestly, when we were building our website, we were just trying to communicate it in a simple way and not only helping healthy animals, but also community and farmers. So it's really important for us to be able to equip our customers to, to prepare food with our products, not just like give it to them and be like, good luck, <laughs> but um, give them recipes and give them inspiration, get them excited about cooking from scratch in their kitchen with good meat and obviously a product that's, that's healthier and tastier. And then for us personally, as farmers, we're in this for the long haul. We see this as, as a long-term thing and we want to be farming for years and decades to come. And so in order for that to happen, we've got to be happy and healthy too, which Mm -hmm. means we've got to charge a price that is going to be able so we can pay ourselves a living wage and to be able to continue with the business Um, and also sustainable family rhythms. So we're constantly having to adjust those as the kids get older, Mm -hmm. uh, certain things get easier, certain things get harder. Um, So just making sure we're always remaining flexible. That's definitely, which is easier, of course, said than done, right? (laughs) Well, um, one thing I really like what you're saying too, is you're prioritizing your own happiness and health as an account manager, you know, I can just speak for the farms that I have the opportunity to work with, but it's pretty common for farms not to understand the value of their time or the value of their flexibility. Um, so how, just for other farmers out there that maybe need to find that value, um, how did you and your husband dial that in? I mean, to be honest, we're we're not great at it and we're still learning. <laughs> and uh, there's definitely times where we're getting close to burnout and we can feel it. And we're like, OK, something's got to change if we want to keep farming and keep enjoying farming, because in order to serve our customer well, we've got to be coming from a heart of service, not just like, uh, oh, I just got to get this work done, you know, right. Um, and, and yeah, like I had said before, just being in it for the long haul, we had talked with other farmers um, that had said, you have to prioritize your own health to be able to continue doing this. Otherwise, you're going to give up and you're going to quit because you're, you're, you won't have the energy or the motivation because it's yeah. that easy to lose when you're, we're 
working so many hours. So we, we really tried to be cautious of that. But like I said, we're not great at it. We're, we're better than we were, but we have a lot of room to grow. Mm-hmm. And I think a part of that is, is looking at farmers that have been doing it for a long time and asking them for advice and listening to them and not thinking you can do it all on your own. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, you mentioned having this happy and healthy approach to your farming practices, your community, you and your husband as well and the family. Um, yeah. You know, why, why has this been a big deal for customers? How has this resonated well with your customer base? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, our customers, they really value animal welfare. They want to know that the animals were raised well and with care and respect. Um, obviously, eventually, their their purpose is to be good, nourishing food. But while they're in our care, we want to be good stewards of them. And we want to let them live how we believe God intended them to live, to express their natural instincts, which be pigs get to wallow in the mud when they're hot, but also can get drive. Um like, yeah, we don't believe pigs should just live in the mud all day. <laughs> they just have access to all, all different kinds of environments and, and to be able to root around in the ground and to bathe in the sun and then chickens scratching and pecking in the dirt, eating bugs. Like we really think that's how they were created to live. And that's also really important to our customers. Um, but also on the other side of that, the products that come from happy and healthy animals um, are more nutrient dense. They're tastier, they're healthier. And our customers really um, enjoy that aspect of it too. And that's part of why we offer farm tours. We want people to come out and see the farm. We don't just want to have empty label claims on our products. Like we want to back that up with people being able to come see the farm firsthand. Mm -hmm. Um, So we lease the land so we can't have an open door policy all the time, but we try and do tours in the spring and in the fall. It's way too hot in the summer, (laughs) at least where we are. Um, and then people can sign up for those and then come out and see the farm. So we really love being able to share the farm with our customers. Nice. That's that's awesome. I'm happy to hear you're doing some farm tours. I know with some other farms I'm working with, um, they've become much more popular. Great way to to get people plugged in and really showcase the practices and add value there. So, um, well, what what drove you to join Barn to Door? Yeah. So it was that year when we went full time, our market shut down for a little bit when COVID happened. And really the only option for us was to move to online sales because we couldn't have that face-to-face time, at least for several weeks. Um, And so we were uh, using Squarespace and we tried to set up um, like an online store through there. We kind of already had one in place, but we weren't using it a ton. And we just realized we couldn't have variable weight items. Um, we could have different pickup locations, but then our packing list would not be separated by all those different pickup locations. And so it just got administratively exhausting. Yeah. So Barnador was a really good option because it offered a lot of customization and the variable weights and all of you guys, the onboarding manager, account manager, was like so, so helpful and kind of taking the overwhelm away because our farm was under a lot of changes already. And to add something new like this was was kind of scary. Yeah. Um, but, but you all made it really, really simple to make the transition. We appreciated that. Good. I'm, I'm happy to hear that, especially, I mean, what a year for a lot of the producers for work. <laughs> <laughs> for everybody, regardless Absolutely. of you. <laughs> well, um, I'm happy to hear it was a pretty smooth transition. Um, could you expand a little bit on, on what that transition was like moving from Squarespace to Barn to Door? I'm trying to remember back. I know the biggest thing was just like, obviously, 
obviously moving all of our items um, into the store, like minimum weight, maximum weight, item description, pictures, all that stuff. Um, and I think y'all just had us like put a spreadsheet together and then you were like, we'll take it over from here. And like you created all the items. Um, you already had product pictures for most everything that we had. Um, so it was scary at first, but as we, we dug into it and like the nuts and bolts, like well, y'all kind of took it over from there. Yeah. And so that, that was really, really nice. Well, good. I'm happy to help. Like I mentioned, and I know transitions in general can be kind of scary. So <laughs> for sure. Well, and then um, how have your customers responded to the change? You know, it's a new shopping experience for them. Um, were they able to pick it up pretty easily? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so so many people commented on that. It was a lot more user friendly. Oh, um, and to be able to see, yeah, all of our inventory in one place and not have to like call us or email us with a bunch of questions like, well, how big are your bugs? Austin butts or how thick are your pork chops or like things like that. Um, everything was there. So they, it was kind of like self-serve shopping. <laughs> um, and it, and it took a lot of the load off of us to uh, not having to answer as much questions. Um, the only people that had trouble with the transition were the older generation, just because they were used to just coming to us at the farmer's market and, and getting stuff from there. But after being on the phone with them, walking them through it, they, they did it themselves a few times and then they got comfortable with it too. Right. So it was a smooth transition. Good. Good to hear. I mean, we are creatures of habit after all. So I'm glad you were able to change that. So, well, excellent. Um, now, one change to your farm business that at least we're super excited with uh, and on our side here is the introduction of this mobile farm store. Um, yeah. About it. I'd love to hear a little bit more about it. Yeah. So we've been doing farmer's markets. Or we had been doing farmer's markets from the beginning. As the kids have gotten older, Saturdays got a lot more difficult. Right. <laughs> it was roughly 10 hours between like setup, market, teardown, unpacking, and then a couple hours at the farm every Saturday. And so we couldn't do birthday parties. We couldn't do baby showers. We couldn't do festivals or any kind of weekend activities with the kids because most things are on Saturdays. Um, and so it was honestly a family decision. And we were thinking, like racking our brains, like, well, what could we do if the majority of our sales were not going to be the farmer's markets anymore? What's another way people can shop face to face with us? Uh, a brick and mortar farm store is not an option at this point. And so we had seen some friends do something similar up in Virginia. Mm -hmm. And um, although they're more like a mobile farmer's market, so they offer their meat, but also like a bunch of local bread and local produce. And we weren't ready to make that whole jump, but we liked the mobile idea. So we got an enclosed trailer with chest freezers. So we, we chose two neighboring towns that are where the majority of our customers are. Uh, both about half hour from us. And um, so we set up the same time, the same day, every single week. So people know where we are and they can count on us being there. People can order ahead and just drive through and pick up or they can drive through or walk up and shop. We've got our price lists and we bring everything out there. Um, so that's been good to still have that face to face, but it's only a few hours. Set up and tear down is super easy. I can show up 15 minutes before we've got to sell everything is pretty much already set up. Um, and I don't have the haul coolers to the market anymore. So that's been great. Um, and customers have really enjoyed it too, because they don't even have to get out of their car, especially moms with young kids Yeah. Uh, or people that order a lot of meat, like at the farmer's market, they were hauling 24 pounds of meat, like, and they got to walk six blocks back to their yes. car. 
so it's been really it's been really convenient for our customer too, um, and a good good transition for us. Great. You know, I'm really happy to hear how well the, the customers are excited to be picking it up. And it's a win-win. It sounds like everyone's saving time as well. Um, yeah. Now, you've been doing a great job connecting your community via email and social media. You've mentioned those farm tours earlier as well. Will you be doing anything different now that you won't be having those market interactions? Um, or maybe we're just leaning into the mobile farm store. Yeah, so I I am trying to do things a little bit differently. Um, we've already been sending out our weekly email mm -hmm. uh, with recipes and things like that. But I'm really trying to be more intentional about, I'm still figuring it out, but like more engaging and more connection in those emails because we have lost the face-to-face -face with a lot of people. So letting more of our, our family personality shine through those emails rather than just simply sharing a recipe. So we're yeah. trying to figure out how to do that still to be able to yeah have that connection and that engagement. We also have a friend that has been helping us butcher chickens who also is a videographer and he is working on a video for us to kind of share our heart for farming, why we do what we do. Um, so that's something that we're excited to like blast on social media, website, email to kind of get it out there to reach the customers that we wouldn't have reached at the farmer's market because a lot of our customers did transition, but some of them didn't. And so sales have taken a dip, which was kind of scary. But we also realized like there's a ton more customers out there that would have never come to the farmer's market. And we've just got to learn how to reach those people. Um, and we've already seen it ha happening at the mobile farm store, which has been awesome. Um, so we're excited for the future of that. Good. Yeah, me too. It seems like uh, it's going to be an awesome opportunity for, for you here. Now, um, this season, you've also added deliveries to local vacation rentals in your area. Yes. Uh, what's that experience been like? Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was a program that was uh, originally started by uh, one of our state colleges, like as an experiment, trying to connect the tourists to the local farm community. Um, and so it's been in some beach towns and some mountain towns. And then this year, some of the local farmers have taken it over. Um, yeah. So that was us. So we took it over for our our community. So we're partnering with a local organization for produce and then another local farm for flowers. And then we provide the meat. This is our first year taking ownership of it, which has also been scary. I'm like, so many new things at once. <laughs> um, but but it's been good. And it um, it has been challenging just because it is a different ideal customer than like our, our local people. Mm -hmm. um, and so we've partnered with some realty companies that have put our information in their confirmation emails when people sign mm -hmm. up for a vacation rental. And that's been great. Um, we've been in the newspaper. Um, and so it's it's been, um, yeah, just trying to get the word out, honestly, and to make it run smooth. And we've gotten to that point, um, but but we're still... Sales are definitely still a little lower than we had hoped, but I mean, nothing's easy the first time around. So we're just trying to give it all the time that it needs, but it has steadily grown. And so that's exciting. Um, and we've gotten great feedback from the vacationers, right. just that it's it's made their vacation that much more enjoyable, having fresh produce and good meats. So yeah, it's been good. And we're hopeful for the future of this as well. Yeah, I love the idea to be able to vacation and then you got a bunch of great local protein, a bunch of great local produce available to you. Um, but it's yeah. sounds like it's taken um, a lot of partnering with other local businesses in order to, to get this ball yes. rolling here. Um, sure. 
a lot of farms we work with are interested in partnering with other local businesses. Um, as, as I often say, a rising tide raises all ships after all. So yeah, sure. any advice for other farmers when it comes to creating partnerships and working with other local businesses? Yeah, I think things are a lot more fun when you do things together. <laughs> Especially if you've got those local businesses that you either you're already connected with, you're already friends with, or you know you share similar customers. If you do something together, your information is going to get received by their customers and vice versa. So it's a win-win situation. My advice, whether you're doing a giveaway or an event together or whatever you're doing, is just, like you said, lifting each other up. That um, is huge. And you're going to spur each other on. You're going to just make each other better. Things are never great when you do everything alone. <laughs> it's yeah. always good to have those partnerships to be able to grow together and to learn together. Perfect. Well, as, especially when you're in a season where you're adding more and more scary things, it's <laughs> nice to go through those with a, with a group of other folks. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Now, one of the draws for your customers to your business has to be the wide variety of products that you offer. You offer everything from bulk pork, cold chickens, uh, specialty cuts. Uh, you offer a handful of bundle boxes and subscriptions. What made you add these options for your customers here? Yeah. So it's funny. Sometimes I'm scared that we offer too much and it's overwhelming because I, I know people have decision fatigue. I do. If I go to a restaurant and there's like 17 pages, I'm like, I just ask the waitress, like, whatever you really love, just give me that. Um, so, so sometimes I second guess that. But I also realize that we have a ton of different kinds of customers. We've got older customers that have a lot of free time and love just coming every week and purchasing a few items. We've got like the busy mom that wants to just come once a month. She doesn't have a chest freezer in her garage, but she can get her stuff once a month. And so the subscriptions are great for her. And then we also have the people that are super busy or they live far away or they live yeah in the middle of nowhere and they've got tons of freezer space. And so those are the kind of people that want to get their items in bulk just once or twice a year so they don't have to constantly be shopping. Um, so I think it's good for us to have that variety to serve each of those different kinds of people. Perfect. Now, have you seen any kind of fan favorites amongst this uh, wide variety? I would say the subscriptions. Um, it is, it's probably a third of our overall sales. Like wow. it is substantial. Um, and, and that is something like we can count on every single month. We just do monthly boxes, a small size and a large size, chicken, pork, and then the beef from our partner farm. And that, that has really, really grown a lot. So that's definitely been the favorite, I think. People love having the variety. They love being able to, to get cuts. They might not normally buy on their own and, and figure out how to use them. Um, and then some people do that for like a year or two, and then they end up um, just ordering all the cart, they find out what their favorites are and they just want yeah. to stick with that. But it's a good onboarding process for people that are new that kind of want to try the best of what we have to offer. Awesome. I, I love that. I'm really happy to hear that the subscriptions are driving a, a third of the sales. That's great. That's really good to hear. Now, how about your experience just selling kind of one-off bundles? How have those been selling? Yeah, so, so not as great, but it's also probably because I don't feel like I market them as well as I could. I honestly, I have a lot of room to grow in that area. The really the only bundles now that we offer are the ones for the vacationers. Um, so like the grill and breakfast bundle and then the produce bundle. Um, and we do offer a farm sampler 
bundle. And that those are really the only ones that we that we offer. And I honestly just don't talk about them that much. I haven't focused on them in our email. So that's probably why. But bundles are great because uh, it takes the decision making away from the customer. So they can put one thing and have like 20 pounds of awesome meat um, and not have to like spend an hour shopping and picking through your inventory. So I think that they can be successful. Uh, if you put the work in to market them well and maybe offer recipe cards, I mean, that kind of thing. But yeah, that's something that we want to work on more. Perfect. Well, and with a lot of the farms that I work with, they usually use bundles as kind of a starting location for subscriptions. And so I'm happy to hear this yeah. going well, because that's usually where they get started. But um, yeah, it looks like you're no, that's a good idea. <laughs> <It's> so... <laughs> now you've got a lot of different items out there. Um, you know, how has Barn to Door helped? managing all of your inventory here oh my goodness it's amazing <laughs> before binder door i mean i would just put things up for sale and i'm like i hope we still have that in the freezer <laughs> like and then i have to go through and be like oh we only have two of those and constantly adjusting um but barnador doors made it super easy yeah it's like it's night and day i can't imagine going back to having to do manage inventory ourselves so <laughs> <laughs> Well, now clearly you have a ton going on between the farm and the family. And at Barn to Door, we love to help farmers get some time back in their days. So in, in what regards has Barn to Door helped you save time and make managing your farm a little easier? Yeah. Yeah. I talked a little bit about it before, just the self-serve shopping experience. Because all of the information is there, customers just don't have the amount of questions that they used to have. I'm not getting the amount of phone calls or emails that I did before. And also... I've noticed our online order amount per purchase is way greater than like the shopping in person. So like, oh, wow. I think our average order in person is maybe like 40 or 50 bucks versus like the average online orders, 80 or a hundred, like it's way more. So that has been huge because people, yeah, they can have the time. They can shop from the comfort of their own home. They're not in a rush. There's not someone behind them. Like waiting for them and they feel like they have to hurry and make a decision. So the orders are a lot higher mm -hmm. um, per, per order. And so that's been awesome. And also I love that I can like at the end of every month, just like run the report, see how much I sold of each category and makes bookkeeping so much easier because y'all do all the tracking for us. <laughs> Good. Well, are there any um, integrations or tools that you recommend for other farmers? Um, definitely the MailChimp integration, because, uh, at least for us, the email marketing has been a huge part of the way we market. And so having that, when people place an order, they can check the box to sign up for the email list has been awesome. And then also like when we send our weekly emails, we can look and we can see the revenue that came from each email. So we can kind of see like what's working, what's not, what do people connect with the most, what leads to the most sales. So that's been really awesome. Um, and then also one that we're still looking into, uh, we just haven't had the amount of orders to to make it worth it yet, but the Ralphific. So also our vacation deliveries is like an experiment to see if we might want to offer deliveries all year long for everywhere, not just at the beach. And because I've heard other farmers that have used Routific in like the automatic text and it does the route optimization for you and all, all that stuff. And it's all integrated with Farm to Door. So I think that's probably going to be the next one that we invest in just because I think it's going to make things a lot simpler for us and give the customer a better experience too. 
Absolutely. Well, and I, I can think of a few fans that you'll be able to chat with who have route tificate. <laughs> awesome. If you could connect me with them, that would be great. <laughs> Happy to do so. Now, any tactics you recommend or maybe specific programs that you recommend for other farmers? I think one thing that's been helpful for us uh, as far as a tactic or strategy, whenever I write my emails, I'm trying to think of one specific person and just talk straight to her. Because before I did that, I felt like my emails were kind of vague and general. Ooh. And I think like targeting in on that, that one person that you want to sell to. And obviously you're going to sell to all different kinds of people, but it's just kind of helped me in my writing and it helps be focused. And I've been writing my emails a lot faster than I can focus on just writing to one person. And it makes it more conversational and engaging. So that's one thing I definitely recommend. Also, another thing, when we try something new and it doesn't go great, I'm very much like, oh, okay, well, maybe this isn't going to work. We should do something else. And my husband's like, no, just give it time. Just give it time. <laughs> um, and I think like when you're trying something new, remaining consistent for a while, like whether that's six weeks, three months, whatever, at least that to just give it time because it takes people time to learn the rhythm, like whether you're going to be at a farmer's market or a certain pickup location or whatever it is, um, to just stick with it. And then if after like a couple months, it's still not working, maybe tweak it then. But I think people really are drawn to consistency. They want to know that they can count on you being mm -hmm. at a specific place at a specific time, like every week or every month or whatever it is to so just remain consistent with it and give it time to thrive before you just throw in the towel and give up because that's what I would like to do sometimes <laughs> but my husband just he's like have patience like <laughs> uh, just give it time so so that's another thing and then also just yeah having those other farmers or business people that you can go to just like download your struggles or share your victories with because it's better to share those and to have those people that can hold you accountable and give you feedback and you can bounce ideas off of, because like I said, again, like it's, you can't do any of this on your own. Um, well, you can, but it'd be really hard. <laughs> um, so having, having those people that you can, that, that are your safe place that you can go to and that, yeah, that can great. help make you better. Yeah. And, and that's great, great advice and um, a good perspective to have as well. Like you said, consistency leads to a lot of trust as well um, yes yes customers that, yeah. so um awesome sure. now as our newest member of the farm advisor network what are you most excited for when joining our team here yeah yeah i'm just excited about connecting with other farmers that are just wanting to grow wanting to learn wanting to just constantly serve their customers better and i'm just excited to connect with them network with them learn from them hopefully anything that i shared today if it was helpful to one person like that the win because farming is hard. I mean, any business is hard, but especially farming. I'm excited to offer any helpful advice, whether it's all the things we did wrong, like don't do this, <laughs> learn from our mistakes. Um, but, but yeah, just excited for that connection with other farmers. Excellent. Well, and we're excited to have you here as well. I know you'd be, you're an awesome addition to the team. So um, what's next? You know, what are some of your goals for Shank Family Farm this coming year? The mobile farm store, the vacation deliveries, just honestly honing in on those, getting them efficient, getting them running smoothly, sustainable, and and learning how to market those better and serve our customers better. We haven't done like an across the board price raise in like three years. And so like that's one thing we're like, oh, we really need to look at that. So 
again, like the happy and healthy farmers, like we've gotten a lot more efficient at things, but it's not quite making up for all the increased costs. So like sitting down and looking through all of our products and just making sure like we're charging what we need to charge and then making those changes is another big, scary thing we've got to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. But other than those things, no crazy big gold. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've started a lot of things already. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, awesome. Rachel, again, we're we're super fortunate to have you joining the Farm Advisor Network here. Um, I know a lot of farms are going to benefit greatly from chatting with you and getting some of your perspective here. So I want to extend my thanks to Rachel for joining us on this week's podcast episode. Here at Barn to Door, we are humbled to support thousands of farms across the country, including Shank Family Farm. If you want to connect with Rachel and other farm advisors, attend Barn to Door Connect. Register for weekly sessions at barntodoor.com slash connect. For more information on Schenck Family Farm, you can follow them on Instagram at Schenck Family Farm. That's S-H-E-N-K Family Farm. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. For more free farm resources, tips, and tactics that our most successful farms use to grow and manage their business, visit barnador.com resources. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the Direct Farm Podcast to automatically download our weekly episodes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.